0: Welcome to The Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, The Harrelson Group. Featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents, you'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now, let's get to the latest episode of Level Up.
1: Hey, it's Greg Harrelson here with The Level Up Podcast coming at you with another great episode. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate with the podcast to, you know, be able to, uh, you know, talk with friends and and, and great business people around the uh, the country and in the real estate industry. And today I've got a great friend um, and a great business owner, owns a, a company out of Atlanta area, Cummings, Georgia, I think is uh, where exactly it is, but in the Atlanta area, Um In the company's name is Century 21 Results Realty. And this is my good friend, Terry Swanson. We're going to have a great conversation today. So say, hey, Terry.
0: Hello. How's everybody doing out there?
1: Hey, man. Hey, tell everybody where exactly you are. I mean, Atlanta to me is like you're in Atlanta. But I think if you live in Atlanta, you probably describe it a little bit different.
0: Well, we would describe it kind of as North Atlanta, but it is coming Georgia. I just don't like saying that because people don't really know where that is. But it's about half hour outside the city proper.
1: Okay, got it. half hour. Yeah, so it's basically it's right at the city then. Yep. You know, I mean, a half hour. Right. Uh, everything's a half hour from the uh, from downtown, if not more. That is so, right. So I want to talk about with you, and I know a lot about your background. Of course, I'm probably going to learn much more, but I want to talk to you about here. I wrote down a topic here is delivering value to a team or a brokerage. Now you're a brokerage, okay? Let's not uh, deny that, but at the same token, you're so involved. I look at your brokerage as it's this great team like environment with a bunch of independent contractors building businesses, but you seem to have a lot of influence on their building of the business because of the resources and systems that you that you provide. And we're, we're kind of in this industry right now where there's a lot of chatter all over the internet. And I see it on Facebook all the time about how brokerages are dead and everything's about teams. And look, I'm pro team. I'm pro brokerage. Bottom line is I'm pro business. Okay. But what I'm, what I'm thoroughly impressed about your operation and and we've talked about your operation and my operation together, masterminding for the last couple of years, but I'm always impressed with the type of value you deliver. Like a lot of where everyone's thinking that their value is I got to buy Zillow leads and give them to my agents so my agents don't leave me. Yes, you may have Zillow leads and other leads, but you're doing so much more. So let's just open up the dialogue here and say, what are some of the things that you're doing that adds value to the people that fall under your umbrella, whether it's a brokerage or a team? What are some of the things that you're doing?
0: Let's look at the Zillow leads, for instance, and, and and look at leads overall. I don't look at leads as something that I go, oh, I'm going to give these to hang on to agents. I look at that and go, what, what can I spend and what can I do to try and build a better mousetrap for business mm-hmm. that I can turn and from the money we spend and the things that we do, I can turn in the things that work. I can turn to a top producing agent or a team that wants to invest in those type of avenues. And I can say, hey, guys, here's the deal. We've already been doing that. Here's what's worked for us and here's what doesn't. So then they can learn from our mistakes and we share openly with everybody that wants it exactly what we're doing, and how it makes us unique, and then we can share the numbers with them. So that right there is a good opportunity to say, hey, here's how I think of those differently. I don't ever look at leads to go, I want to keep agents on board. Our agents that are on our teams that that focus on leads, um, they got to earn that right. So we're going to help them at every single business point that they do by leveraging better systems and putting more money in behind them. And that's how I look at us winning in the lead system. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does. And here's something I wrote down, and I, I don't think this has come out in a conversation I've had um, about this topic. But what I heard you say, and, and I think this is what I heard, or at least this is what I experienced, is that one of the values that you bring, let's just say in the form of uh, of Zillow or leads or I think this will apply to anything, is one of the values is you're their R&D department. Like you're, you're your agent's research and development department where you're taking risk out here and you're probably succeeding at some of them. You're probably failing at some of them, but you're proving concepts. Then you're bringing them to the agents so they don't have to experience all the losses that we all suffer uh, you know, while we're doing all this experimentation. Yes. Uh, but that's what I heard you say, and I think that's fantastic. R&D mm-hmm.
0: apartment. You kind of package it up. I love that. I've never referred to myself as R&D, but that's really what it is. That's and I love at go, my job is to help their jobs and their businesses be more successful by being a part of us. And if we go share with the things that are working, how many more deals can we get to the table as a company? If we have agents missing out on having to go through all the crap that, you know, Greg, is you, you've, been, you've been doing things, you, you've made mistakes out there. And it's like, how, how valuable do you become to people to say, Hey, look, I, I've been through that. Don't do that. And I'll show you why. Here's the numbers we got out of that. And it just doesn't make sense to do it. But yeah. this system does work. And then there's a—that's a, I love it. We are the R&D department.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it and I'm thinking, okay, if I'm an agent under your, uh, un, un, under your umbrella, I'm thinking, wow, even though it, this is from an agent's perspective, I bet a lot of agents don't actually see it this way. Not that they wouldn't. It's just it hasn't dawned on them. But the amount of money that you save by failing on your dollar <laughs> saves me a lot of money and yeah. it saves me a lot of time. So, you know, I think at, at some point as owners and as team leaders, you have to look at it and say, well, if we're going to be an R&D department, how do we remain profitable? And maybe we'll talk a little bit about that, you know, in, in uh, before we uh, get off the podcast. But again, that, that's a, I think it's a, a great thing that I want the listeners to hear that one of the things Terry's done is he's created more of an R&D department type of environment where he can go out and test and then he only pushes the things that are successful down to the agents to save them time and to save them from losing money. You know, w- What else are you doing? Because, I mean, you do all kinds of cool stuff, Terry. I mean, I used to pick on you about the champagne closings, right? And, yes, you did. <laughs> yes, I did. And, and you know, the, the reality is, is you just created a heck of an experience for your agents, the other agents involved in transactions with you, as well as all of the clients on both sides of the transaction. Can you talk to us a little bit more about your, your closing experience, what you do with that?
0: Yeah, so, you know, we are in the title business now here in Georgia, and every state operates differently, but we wanted to get in there and control the experience because, you know, as a listing agent or a selling agent, I would go out there and have closings, and man, I tell you what, that is the end, the finishing touch of everything you worked your butt off for, and you'd go into some of these closings, and they were just about, you'd rather watch paste dry on the wall than to go to that closing, and they all had the same thing, the little chocolates sitting in the middle, and, and so I looked around and said, we want to be able to control that experience and maybe not everyone of my agents wants to be a part of that and that's fine. I wanted to create something that the agents would want to come into the office and bring their clients in. So we used to have an attorney that's no longer in the business today, but they used to do champagne closings and nobody else was doing it. So I'm like, why don't we take that back and let's go deliver champagne closings and create an environment that's uplifting and a celebration of the transaction versus just here we are, the paperwork and then we're all going to go on our way. And then you're waiting on checks. So it's like, we want to make it uplifting. We want to have the candy, right? We want to have the agents with their packaged up uh, paperwork folders and all that stuff. So take takes some of the guesswork out. But The presentation when you walk into our office is all about the consumer. And hopefully at the end of that closing, they walk out going, wow, that was a great experience and helps that agent be elevated in their mind to be able to get a referral from those people later on in their business. So it's another touch point. And so we have big signs in the door when you walk in for the buyers and the sellers. They're up on the wall. Our front-end office manager kind of controls that experience, walks them through. And then when all the paperwork is ready to be signed, myself or one of my managers will walk in with a silver tray of champagne fluted glasses and offer everybody a toast to uh, the closing. And uh, it, it just it creates a whole different memorable experience. Our agents love it, not just because of the champagne, but because it's one of the managers coming in and having some fun with them in there. You, did you ever have Ferrell's? Do you remember Ferrell's ice cream when you were growing up? I, I do, yes. So they celebrated the birthdays and stuff, and they'd have the sirens come out. So every now and then when I go into one, I'll come in there and do a little Ferrell's siren, uh, come in and have some fun and just cut up with them. And, and uh, it tends to, if, if there's a tense closing in there, it sure does cut the ice and make it a lot more doable and, and plausible to get on through the stuff. So yeah. we like having fun.
1: So, so, you know me, I'm like, all business, right? That's Greg Harrelson, right? It's like, okay, business, business. Let's 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 do transactions. Let's do this number and whatnot. When when you and I first talked about this, I'm like, this is like, you know, it's like, Terry, what the heck are you doing? You know, now I'm proud to say I got a friend who's focusing on like, you know, creating these amazing experiences. I don't speak of it as much as champagne closings now. I speak of you in the more of like creating this amazing experience, right? So let's go back though. Let's go back for a minute. Pre-adoption of, of, of that strategy. Tell me again, what were you thinking? I know that some, the closings were real dry, but like when you did this, what did you think the ultimate target or result was going to be? And, and have you hit that target? Like what, what, what are you accomplishing with creating this experience?
0: I want to have my agents feel like they got the best damn closing that they can get in the business. I'll go to my producers that, that close with us and say, what else could we do? I'm always looking for ways we can improve what we're already doing. And what we're doing is better than most out there. So I was at a closing for an agent one time and they had a round silver train. They had Voss water. You know, Voss is considered high end water. We used to serve the uh, damn Walmart. Uh, water. And when I saw that, I took a picture of it, sent over to my office manager and said, get this on our table tomorrow. By God, the next day she had that round silver tray on there. But I'm always looking for what is a touch that can help us make that better. And it's delivering those memorable experiences. I look at today, Greg, we were talking about, you know, what is a brokerage today? And I look at it and go, I don't want any consumer to look at my office and think that we're a real estate brokerage. I would rather them look at my office and go, that's a real estate experience center. Anything that... Consumer or an agent touches in a transaction, I want to get in there and make it a great experience so that our agents have a better product than they'd ever create on their own. And if if they want to add something to what we're doing as a company, they can bring it to me and say, I think you ought to do this differently. And we are very open because it's all about delivering the best experience all the way through. So we look through our office and we go, what does an agent touch in here? How do we make that section better? Uh, As a consumer, what are the things that they look at the back? Right right behind me, I'm in my marketing room. We got flyers up there because we want agents to come in here and sit down with our marketing department and pick the flyer that they want to do and help them with their branding and go out there and create a four page or a two page or a single page brochure that has their branding and their style on it so that the consumer wins in the end. But then the agents get their branding experience in the process. And yes, that cost me a lot. We added that uh, staff person, the marketing uh, coordinator, to our position about a year and a half ago. And, but what I realized is, how many more deals, how many more listings can my agents get by having a better marketing campaign? How many more deals can we get closed by leveraging that out there? How many more agents can come into this office and have a better business performance? And so it all relates to getting more deals done, having more agents in here, and having the consumer win in the end by having a better campaign. It's everything that I think of all the time. So that real estate experience center is in every single component. It's the title, it's the mortgage, it's staging in here in our office now, which we're just doing that. Um, it's everything together. And I can't, my mind does not stop thinking about how can I serve our agents and the client at each point of the real estate transaction. That's my goal. Wow.
1: Yeah. So real estate experience center. So instead of being a real estate office, what you're saying is you're a real estate experience center that's fantastic so obviously you you really see your agents as your clients and and we understand buyers and sellers are critical and yes we understand that there are clients too but technically they're the clients of our of our of our agents but i think all of these things are being set up because you value the relationship that you have with your agent so much, you're constantly looking at ways to better. I mean, it's great that, so if I'm an agent at your office, I come in and there's all these examples of marketing materials and I could say, hey, I need one of these for my new listing on XYZ Street. Is that kind of how that works?
0: Yep. Wow. Okay, good. The other thing is, if you're a top producer, let's say that you're, whatever realm it is, we we have a top producer area in here and a level of service. So i look at it this way and go, if you haven't made 75,000, in income and a 12-month rolling period, then you need to get with our coaching program and let's focus on the scripts and getting you better at the dialogue to get more conversions up. But once you've hit that seventy-five dollars to $100,000 gross commission window, your kind of game is getting at a different level. And by adding on different components, you can increase your productivity 10 to 15% by offering that type of stuff behind me, by offering a little marketing perspective. But until you're there, you really need to be focused on our coaching platform to get you at or above that point. And um, that's the way that we've kind of broken things down is to serve the different agents at different levels of production and help them through their business experience all the way through.
1: So what about your, like your, your mega agents, your top agents, what, um, you know, in our world in, in the Century 21 ecosystem, we're talking about centurions and double centurions and grand centurions. What do you do with like that group? So I get it. Like somebody's, you know, making a certain amount or less, you've got coaching programs for them. So what about those? That and, and the and the closing experience is probably for no matter what your production level. That's based yeah, on a
0: closing absolutely.
1: So what about your 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 larger agents, your more productive agents? You know, what are some of the, the values or experiences you're creating for them? So um,
0: the productive agents, I work with them one-on-one. Um, if they want to grow teams and stuff, they'll work directly with me. Um, and we really get into the business. It's not so much uh, hey, let's look at what you're saying you say, it's business strategies. And how can we incorporate the different things or resources we have in here as a company to help you in your business? And um, that's kind of the different level that we go to with them. It's really business strategies and solutions, helping them understand you. We have iBuyers all over the place here in Atlanta. I think there's like six different iBuyer solutions and stuff. We went out and packaged that stuff up so our agents can go out there and instead of fighting it, we packaged it up as a company and said, we work with three of these iBuyers. Now let's go out there and win as opposed to bitching and moaning about them or trying to compete against them. Let's go out there and leverage them to get more business. And uh, that's the type of packaging that we will do and then help our top producers uh, use that, that they want to come up with on their own. But that's the type of stuff that they get from us, right? Yeah. We go out there and create magazines. If we go, hey, what else can we do? We've got enhancement funding for people if they can't afford to do it. But you are got to be able to speak that game. And that's not a normal first time I'm going on my first listing appointment. That's not for that type of person. That is for Top producers that get you got to have those solutions in place and be able to articulate how I and mean, what what do they mean for the consumer?
1: Yeah. Now you had mentioned one time when we were talking. Um, actually, we were we were talking a little bit yesterday, and uh, you had mentioned this before yesterday. What's the Centurion Lounge?
0: You know, that's my passion right there. <laughs> So, uh, the Centurion Lounge, we got a faux fireplace in there for top producers. Well, defining top producers is that seventy-five dollars to $100,000 range of commission or above. And so they get the one on one service from our specialty staff. They get to go into the Centurion Lounge. We do, have, we do have alcohol in there. We've got wine. It's a great sitting area for consumers waiting on a closing. It's nice, comfortable furniture. We got a faux fireplace, two TVs, a whiteboard in several different sitting areas that are totally pimped out. It's not like a desk sitting in there. It's a comfortable area that's quiet and for top producers, kind of the coffee is for closers type thing.
1: So it's a separate room. Yeah. It's a own separate lounge. Now I've got to come see this. Okay. We're going to have to have a, we know what we need to do. We need to like schedule a time. A few of us get together and have a mastermind meeting in your Centurion lounge. And in, uh, in Cummings, Georgia, yes. I mean, I just got to hang out. The, it's
0: Cumming, not Cummings.
1: coming, Cumming, uh, Georgia. So I, um, you know, I've, I've got to see it, but it's literally a separate room. And so there's other agents that might not be able to access that room. Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: So you got to have at least, it's invitation only. So um, we've got actual cards embossed with the people's names once they reach that uh, production point. And they get their list of services that they get. We give them a nice folder, a nice little letter saying, welcome to the Centurion Lounge. Membership has, has its privileges. And uh, we designed it because our agents, our top producers, I'd say, why don't you come into the office more? They said, well, I always get bombarded by people, which they don't mind helping. But it's like, that I can't get some work done. So I said, what if we created an environment just for you? And that's how we came up with it. I went to one of my top producers, a female, and I said, what would you want there? She said, I'd want Philly things. I'd like big chandeliers. I'd like a fireplace. So I took that conversation. We went and designed that and um, it really looks awesome.
1: So it's it's not just a a place to sit down and have a glass of wine. There's some workspace in there also.
0: Workspace. Well, You can sit down. We've got an iPad in there for agents to grab and just tap into the networking stuff. We got a whiteboard in there that's electronic. So teams can go in there and have their meetings uh, table that you can sit down with a consumer and write a contract at. So uh, it is just for a quiet space to be able to go work and be comfortable in uh, versus a stale office environment that everybody can go into.
1: Okay, so you know one of the questions that um, that I can imagine the audience is going to have here, and obviously they're not—they can't ask the question. So I'm responsible for asking questions that I anticipate they would have. Is they're probably going to say, "Gosh, you know, it probably costs a lot to do this stuff," and you even have some sort of staging. Before I, I ask the question, what about the staging scenario?
0: So we, uh, you know, that was a byproduct of a girl that was helping us with online leads last year, and her real passion was around designing, and she actually designed, since we were talking about the Centurion Lounge, she went in there and designed it out, and then she and my wife went and picked all the furniture out and decorated it, and it looks freaking awesome. That's really where her passion comes from, so we said, gosh, what if we kind of tapped into that, and we found out an online solution better, but let's really serve the agents at a high level, because, you know, Greg, new agents come on board, and they hear well, you need to update your home. You need to do this, but they don't ever get the color palette. So they're new to the business, right? Or even if they've been in three years, they don't know really what the transition colors are. Mm-hmm. So what we're doing is we're putting up in the office, what are the paint swatches? What are the granite selections? What are the hardwoods, carpet colors, all that kind of stuff. So they're seeing it every day when they're walking by it and they're going to be able to help sell more homes as a result of walking in and going, wait a minute, this isn't the color palette I saw or I've been seeing in the office. Let me have my stager come over here and let's, help you get your home in retail condition so we can get you that retail pricing. That's how the conversation is supposed to be uh, enacted. My job is to help them uh, extend those conversations and make it easier for them by offering these solutions that I know that they need, especially in today's market.
1: Yeah. So, so to go back to kind of what I was going to ask and I know the audience is going to say, it's like, wow, if you're going to provide all this, how the heck do you make a profit? Right? Because, you know, I think people are, there are there are teams and companies out there that are tr- trying to provide a lot and they're going in the hole. They're not making any money. And then there's then there's those that are trying to provide as least as they can and they're making a probably a, a fairly good profit, but then they may have a lot of turnover. One of uh, the things that I know yeah, about yeah. you, you're you're yeah. you, I don't think you have a lot of turnover, only you could answer that, but I do know you're one of the top I I can't remember if you're number six, seven, eight in the country for all Century Twenty Ones, seven, seven. Okay, so you're doing a wonderful business. I personally know that you're profitable um, because I personally know you beyond this this podcast. But how are you making this all work? Like the staging, how the hell hell can you damn afford to have a staging office or whatnot and and in, in, in your in your operation?
0: So we're gonna have a great relationship with these people and truly form a partnership. So the girl that's doing the staging for. She's got her own business that goes outside of this office, but uh, anything that's generated from this office, we're going to be working a 20% referral fee, basically, uh, as opposed to her paying rent. So she won't pay rent. We're going to keep her overhead low, but we're going to work out a, a way that we can both win in the end. And again, goes to, if we can sell more homes, Greg, we're going to be more profitable. It's not the 20% percent i we going to be making off of that stuff, it's really about helping sell more homes. And that's what it's every single thing that we're doing is how can I generate more leads and how wow. can I get more homes closed? That's where the revenue really comes from. But if I can partner in with people that get it and they do a great job of what they do, and I can bring them way more leads, if you will, if you're working within our ecosystem here, um, how can we create that good relationship together that makes sense to both? So you don't have to sit there and just go spin, spin, spin. There's creative solutions that you can offer. Uh, and there's people willing to do this stuff. You just gotta get outside the normal box and think of things differently.
1: Got it. So so you got some strategic partnering. So the stager would be an example. Maybe she um has a play or he or she, that's uh, the stager, has a probably plays some sort of role of making sure that this this section of your office is taken care of, made available to these agents and whatnot. And and so you're 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 maybe you're not zero costing because you have them paying you uh, money, but they're funding some of the uh, 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 of these operations or these um, you know these departments or or tools. They're kind of bringing that in, and the reason is because they get access into your office. So yes. then they, they they're able to build their business off of this business.
0: Right. Okay. So you know, with vendors, you know, with uh, construction workers, can uh, GC general contractors. Really, with them, they don't have to come in here and spend anything to be coming into our meetings if they will give our clients five to ten percent discount on the products and services that are used, and we will control three or four that we will offer to our agents that kind of test, uh, test and and get approved by us. Uh, But it's not about generating revenue from them; it's about helping our agents close more deals and get more things done to homes, and having that as a unique selling proposition for them. Yeah. So I packaging up all the way around.
1: Yeah, so I wrote down here. It seems like every like you said it. What you're doing, because I think some people are are, are building teams and brokerages and trying to add value because they feel like if I add enough value or I wow them enough, I can keep them, I can retain them, they won't leave me. But what you said is you're building everything that you're doing. You're saying this. I, I will do this if there's a direct correlation between um, this and increasing their production which means your company becomes more productive, right? And I wrote down increased production production, uh, equals more money. And that more, more money is more profit and more money to invest back into your business. It seems like you are... I mean, do you have a formula that every dollar I make, I want to invest something back into my business? Because you are really investing back in your business. And I think in your production and the growth that you're experiencing, it's starting to show that there's a value in doing that. But is there a formula there? Or is it your formula is an agent walks by and says, hey, we should have a new this. And you're like, hmm, I'll start thinking about that.
0: Well, it kind of is the latter of that, actually. A lot a lot of our formula comes from, well, just like the online person that's now our stager. It's like we worked well together, and I knew she was the right person for the company. It just was in the wrong position. You know, so that, that book about having the right people on the bus with you and stuff like that, good to great or whatever it is. Um, anyway, we've got awesome people. That's what it starts with here. The staff, I've got 14 people on staff. They're phenomenal. They work together as a family. That's really the, the glue and everything that makes it all fly and work. Uh, I love coming up with different ideas. I'm a creative person. You and I have talked, I'm not a phone banger type. I'm about, I'm about going and creating that overall experience and how can we deliver that out there that's going to hopefully have our agents love. And, and Greg, here's the deal. Not everybody likes everything that we put together, but I will tell you this. Most agents come to us from other companies are surprised with what they get out of our brokerage because most agents think all brokerages are the same. You will not have that experience coming through our office here. And yeah. I, my biggest compliment is when people come through here and they go, "Oh my God, this is so much different than what I've seen out there." Actually, it starts with our front door. We don't cram a lot of office. We, we have a very open foyer. We have a lot of glass. It's about I want our agents to bring the consumer in here and be proud of what they've got to show, not just you we know, have this big box of an office. It's about a show all the way through every single. Yeah.
1: So how's that helping you? Like, uh, I, how how's, have you seen um, a, a, um, an increase in your retention, agent satisfaction, team satisfaction? Where have you shown that, okay, hey, this, you know, when you look back, sometimes I know I do this and, and I'm sure we all do. Sometimes I make decisions and I go for it and then it works out. And then I look back and I say, you know, this really worked out. But when I was making the decisions, I didn't really know. I, I had a hunch that this would be the right move, but I'm almost shocked when I look back and say, wow, I actually made the right decision without really knowing I was going to get blank out of it. Like, what would you say? What would you fill in? How would you fill in your blank on that? It's like, wow, I did this. I knew this is the direction I want to go, but what I really got out of it is blank.
0: That's a tough one, you know what my biggest you know what the biggest thing that made the most awesome change for us in a company it was we had our original office, which was five minutes down the street from where we sit today, and I never knew how much that specific office was holding us back so you go to Mike Ferry teaching he says upgrade everything right so um, literally six years ago was when we made the transition over to the office that we sit in today, and we doubled an agent count in a year and a half that went from 90 to 180 agents in a year and a half. And I realized, wow, this wouldn't have been able to be possible. Would we have done this at our old office? The answer is absolutely not. Yet I didn't know at that point in time how much that office was holding us back from growing. And that was an aha moment. I look back at that and go, wow, what a cool experience because we didn't plan it. It just happened. I had somebody come in and say, I want to buy your office. And I said, okay, because they offered me a stupid amount. There was no planning to it. Um, but I just I had a feeling that, okay, I'm being led down a path here. We're going to go ahead and go on with it. And just most people look at and go, you're an idiot for doing that. That was the best damn thing that ever happened to us. Mm. And uh, so sometimes just kind of following your gut instinct and and, and not necessarily having a specific plan, but kind of going, you know, we got this formula here. It's working. And uh, let's go ahead and take a chance. So I don't know if I'm answering your question. I'm just telling the experience of Mike Ferry saying upgrade everything. Yeah. um, really kind of gets in the realm of how we ended up here today in the office that we're in. And we're actually expanding our next 1,400 square feet. So we'll be up to about 8,200 square feet shortly.
1: Wow, that's good. So for those listeners that are out there trying to build a team, or maybe company owners that are out there, and, and they're kind of like you know, in that, in that mindset, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, everyone's recruiting my agents away, you know, it's so hard to be make a profit in a brokerage and, you know, agents aren't loyal. You know, we hear all these things out there, right? Like before we get off, what is a little bit of Terry Swanson wisdom that you would want to share with anybody that might be experiencing uh, maybe having a tough time with team or brokerage building?
0: Well, you and I both know this. Any brokerage that's not succeeding or hasn't succeeded over the last five, six years, they got to look at themselves first, right? Um, But be who you are. You are who you are. And if you're not going to be the recruiter, then go hire somebody that's going to recruit for you. Uh, If you're not going to be the leader that's going to go out there, then go find the one that's going to be what you need. You know, today, people either need to be led by complete power and, and a path of going, this is what you're going to do, and I'm going to lead and hold you accountable, or they need a combination of that coupled with, high energy and, and, and motivation and stuff, but you got to be delivering something of that. And if that's not you, that's okay. Just go out there and be the team leader or the um, or the owner of that office and, and go find somebody to do what you can't do. I mean, that's as simple as it gets because the market's shifting, right? It's going to get more challenging. I want to be the one that people look to and go, damn, how are they doing it over there? I want to be the disruptor out there in this market and say, hey, you know what? Let's go deliver that unbelievable experience. I'm not... Hey, you know what, Greg? I'm not even worried about technology. You know why?
1: You my know why Because
0: agents suck at technology. I can give an agent two buttons and say, go push those two buttons and you'll get a sale down the road. They're going to forget which ones to push. Was yeah. it one? That's the reality. So let's take ownership of our individual offices, be myopic about it, and go out there and go, what can I do? I've got 15 computers in my bullpen area, 15 full-fledged computers. Um, that's so that agents can come in here and have a full-fledged computer, they can sit down for an hour or two hours, get what they need done, and then go on down the road and do some business. Um, but that's the way that we're set up. I know every office wow. is different. I love doing what we do. I'm not going to stop growing. I'm not going to stop looking for ways that I can get better and improve. And I can promise you this. You and I will see each other in about six months, and I'm going to have something else that we've added on that I'm very excited about. Um, and, and that's the way I'm going to keep going. Because if I didn't, wow. I'd get bored with this business.
1: Yeah, I guarantee you, you will. I, I'm excited to hear the next thing that you come up with. And for the audience, um, please, what I, one thing I want you to take away from this and is I'm going to ask Terry who he is. Like, who are you, Terry, is the question. Don't answer yet, but you can start thinking about it. Um, I am very clear that Terry Swanson is very clear at who he is for his agents, I feel like I'm fairly clear at who I am for my agents. So because I have the advantage of knowing the question that I'm going to ask, I'll answer it for myself. I'm their coach. Okay. That's who I am. I'm their coach. And and that's the simplest way to describe who I am and what I stand for and who I stand for when it comes to my my, um, responsibilities of leading the company. And I think everybody who is an owner of a team, or an owner of a company, they need to be able to clearly identify who they are, and and wear that proud. And then, like Terry said, all the things that you're not, go in, align yourself with other people that can provide that th- those things to your company. So, Terry, I'm the coach of my company. Who are you for your company? Well, that's a
0: wide open question. I'm going to answer it in two different ways. One, right. I am a leader, but I am the motivator is what I am. So the motivator. I not, motivator. I will not let people come in here and leave better than they were before. And uh, I've always said, I don't care where you were yesterday. What I care about is let's draw a line in the sand and let's get on that road to a thousand miles by that single step. Because if you don't take that, you'll never get anywhere. But if you get on that road, and that path to success, great things can happen. And I want to be a part of the journey of somebody that wants to get better an inch each and every single day. I'll take that.
1: That's yeah. How. Yeah. And I get it, Terry. I get it. I get you're the motivator because I'm around you. And, um, and I even, I feel like people, I, I know I smiled, but the, the people listening to this, I bet you a lot of people, when you said, I'm the motivator, I bet you they connected with that. And I think a lot of people connect with, I'm the coach, right? And, and, and my challenge to everybody listening, identify who you are and be the best you can be every single day. Terry, you know, I'm sure you want to wake up. If not, then you need to wake up and say, you know, hey, I got to find a way to motivate today. I got to wake up and say, I got to find a way to coach today and deliver value in the area that I know I'm very strong in. And if you want to build a big business, I think I challenge everybody to take that on. You got to identify who you are and then wear the badge, play the role as big as you can, and then go ahead and delegate all the other things that you're not as good at to somebody else. And there's a way you grow your company. Absolutely. Anything else that, uh, that you, that any, any parting thoughts uh, for the audience?
0: No, I'm just going to say this, you know, as the market changes, we don't know what the hell is going to happen in the future. But what I can say is I'm more fired up today than I have been in years, probably the last six years when the market started turning up, because I know that at the end of the day, that's it's going kind to of come down to a skill set, and uh, we've had a lot of people getting lucky. And I'm going to tell you this: what you said is very important. Know what you are, own it, be the best person in that space that you can, and build a phenomenal freaking team around you, and you're going to be fine. But if you don't, you can get your ass kicked out there. Oh, sorry, Greg. I hope you don't mind me throwing <laughs> one there, but uh, that's no. just so I am excited about that, and I know you are too.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. So Terry, if somebody listen, if you're a real estate out, uh, agent out there, <clears throat> and now that you've heard what Terry offers, if you're in the in, in that you know Atlanta area, coming Georgia area, you need to look this guy up. I, I suggest you just, if you're working for another company, just go say, hey Terry, can I at least check out what you do? What you do? You might find uh, you know some hints uh, and some tips on how you can make your business better. You know, even if you uh, you're at a competing company, I know Terry would be welcome to have uh, would welcome in. Um, Terry, how can people uh, reach you? What's the best, most efficient way for them to reach you if they have any questions or just want to pick your brain on something?
0: 770-789-5846 is the best way to get in touch with me. It's either text or voice call. Awesome.
1: Awesome. And if anybody wants to reach out to me, as always, you can reach out to Facebook Messenger or find me on Facebook Messenger. Send me a little uh, message through there. I'm very, very good at responding. Um, and, I, and I'll continue to be that way. And um, just, uh, you know, if you enjoy anything that we talked about today or previous episodes if you could you know subscribe so you get updates as to when the next episodes are coming out especially this one you're, you're going to want to subscribe but there's going to be some uh, coming up in the next couple of weeks you're going to want to hear and then of course leave us a review we'd appreciate that too um, other than that Terry thank you so much I enjoyed it and I know we'll connect offline